Four high school students were carpooling to school one morning when all four of them realized that they had the same first period class and there was a test that day and either they hadn't studied or they had forgotten all about it. So they devised a plan where they would show up for the second hour and just say that they had a flat tire. So they did that. It went well. The next morning, they got into their first period class, and they told their teacher that they'd had a flat tire the day before, and that's why they missed the test. So she said, oh, no problem at all. You can take it right now. And they looked at each other with puzzled looks on their face. She said, yeah, in fact, it's really short. It'll only take you a minute. Um, so why don't you sit down, get out a piece of paper, a pen or pencil, something like that, something to write with, and I'll give it to you. So they sat down, looked at each other, and she said, all right, it's just one question Here it is. Which tire? So how important is integrity? And what if you try to be a person of integrity and it costs you something? And what does God think of integrity? So what is integrity anyway? Um, I love watermelon. Uh, it, it's got to be one of my favorite foods. In fact, when it's in season, I eat it literally every day. So from about May till September, I'll eat watermelon every day. And um, my grandpa loves loved watermelon too. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell what you're getting when you get a watermelon. And there are different theories about how to pick out a good watermelon. My grandpa had a theory, and he taught it to me. He called it the thumping method. And he would just thump on it with his thumb or with his finger and listen. And he said, if you hear like a dead or hollow sound, that means you're going to get a good one. Although he didn't always get a good one. So I don't know that that was that great a method. But the challenge with a watermelon, of course, is... You don't always know what you're going to get. What you see on the outside doesn't necessarily mean what you're going to get on the inside. And integrity just means that how we appear on the outside matches who we are on the inside. In other words, there's alignment between the two. I saw a comic once of a swim team who had just won a really important meet. It was against the rival. They were all excited. So they had picked their coach up in the air. They had him high in the air, and they're ready to throw him in the pool to celebrate the victory. And you see in the caption, the coach is yelling, wait, 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 I can't swim. You know, it seems like something's missing there, doesn't it? Well, Integrity matters. Your integrity matters. The practical reason is just because your life will be so complicated if you're not a person of integrity. You're always going to have to be looking over your shoulder. You're going to have to have a long memory. And you know what? If you're not a person of integrity, it will catch up to you eventually, and you're just going to leave a wake of regret and consequences behind. But your integrity matters to God, and it matters to others as well. Now, we're in this series right now on the book of Proverbs that we're calling Life is Complicated, Get It Right. And let me show you the way that the book of Proverbs tells us to live our lives. Um, for example, it, basically what it says is, 
If I were to sum it up, you need to make decisions now which will put you on the path to lead you where you want to be in the future. So let's let this represent right now. And Proverbs basically says, all right, you have a future and the decisions you make now determine whether or not it'll put you on the path to the future. And if you make decisions now that put you on that path that lead you to your preferred future, Proverbs would call that wisdom. However, many people make decisions in the moment without considering the future. They just do what feels right then. They don't even think about how it's going to impact them in the future. And unfortunately, it puts them on a path that can lead to regret. That can lead to consequences. So, the Proverbs gives us all sorts of tools to help us be wise, to get us on this path. One of those tools or one of those values is what we would call integrity. The value of integrity will help you get where you want to be. It helps you in the future. And so understanding that, you need to know that your integrity matters both to God and to others. So let's start by looking at why your integrity matters. First of all, to God. And here's what the book of Proverbs says about how God, or says that God feels about double standards. Proverbs 20.10, the Lord detests double standards of every kind. It says He detests them. That's a really strong word, isn't it? But you know, God is a God of truth. God is a just God. And so He can't stand anything that would go against that. You know, the Bible is full of stories, story after story, of people of integrity who took the high road and made right decisions that actually in the short term cost them, but in the long run got them where they wanted to be, and in the end they had no regrets. Take Joseph, for example. Joseph was a young man sold into slavery when he was about 17 years old. He's working in his master's home. He was a wealthy man in Egypt. And he's 18 years old. He's this good-looking young dude when his master's wife tries to seduce him. Joseph refused to sleep with her. Even though he's 18 years old, he said, I'm not going to do it. As a result, she accused him of rape, falsely accusing him. He ended up in prison. His master threw him into prison. And he was in prison for 12 long years. From the time he was 18 to 30. The best years of his life he spent in prison. Right? But you know what? God was watching over him. And God used all of those years to do to work in Joseph's life and to work in his circumstances. And when he was released, when he was 30 years old, Egypt was a world empire. And God put Joseph in a position where he was one of the top influential leaders in all of this world empire. That would have never come about had Joseph not made a decision of integrity that cost him in the short term, but put him on the path to where ultimately he wanted to be where God wanted him to be. If you were to talk to Joseph late in his life, I think he would have said, in fact he did, he would have said something like this, you know what, being a person of integrity, even though it cost me in the short term, it was worth it. And you know, I could tell you about other people in the Bible, people like Esther, people like Daniel, who took the high road 
And in the short term, it cost them. But in the long run, they had no regrets. Life is just too complicated to not get it right, to not make those kinds of decisions. And you know, the book of Proverbs tells us that God watches over people of integrity. Check this out. It's Proverbs 2, verse 7, talking about God. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest, and He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. I'm not sure what all that means, but I do know this. Whatever that is, I think we'd all say, man, sign me up for that, right? So your integrity matters to God. But your integrity also matters to others. Proverbs 22.11 says this, Whoever loves a pure heart and a gracious speech, and gracious speech will have the king as a friend. Let me give you the Jerry version of this. If you are a person of integrity, you will set yourself apart. If you're a person of character, if you're honest, if you're a person who will keep your word, you will be noticed. In fact, this says even the king will notice you. Yeah, the king is a friend, right? Now, does that happen every time? No, of course not. There are times where you do the right thing and you're criticized for it. It costs you in the short term. Maybe you're misrepresented. We know that, but remember, the Proverbs are not meant to be guarantees. They're not promises. They're just general principles. And what they mean is generally this is true. But consider this. The lack of integrity is so much more costly to you. You know, others appreciate it when you're up front with them, when they can trust you. Parents appreciate it with their kids when they can trust their kids. Kids appreciate it with their parents when they know they have an example from their parents of what it means to do right and that they can depend on their parents. Friends love to have friends whom they can trust. And employees love bosses they can trust. Bosses love employees they can trust. Ted Williams is considered one of the greatest hitters in the game of baseball. He played in the 40s and the 1950s for the Boston Red Sox. He is still the last person to hit over 400. He hit 406 in one year. His career lifetime batting average was 366, which is just unheard of. In 1959, Ted Williams had a pinched nerve in his neck that caused him a lot of pain, and it caused his batting average to drop dramatically. Going into that next year, the Boston Red Sox decided to give him the max salary, the max contract that they could at the time. It was $125,000, which in 1959 was a huge sum of money. Ted Williams turned it down. He said, I don't deserve it based on the way I played this last year. He asked them to cut his salary by 25%, which is the max you could cut a person's salary at that time. And here's what he said. I'll earn it on the field next year. Who wouldn't want someone like that working for them, right? And you know, when you're on the receiving end of integrity, oh, you you love it, don't you? Someone you can trust, someone you can depend on. Uh, Many, many years ago, um, I was putting gas in my car, and I was driving my truck, and as I started to pump the gas, I took my wallet and I laid it on the side of the bed of the truck. 
I've never done that since because I put the gas in the car and I drove off and I forgot my wallet. I left it and it fell off my truck into the road somewhere. Well, somebody found it. And when they did, they took my cash. And back then we even carried more cash than we carry today. They took a pretty large gift card that I had in there, and then they just threw it in the road. Someone else came along and actually found my wallet in the road, saw my driver's license in there and got a hold of me. I was able to get it back, so I had some of the things left. But that first person had taken my cash and my gift card. I was just grateful to get it back with some credit cards and my driver's license. But still, it's just frustrating that people wouldn't be honest in a situation like that, right? On the other hand, um, when my wife and I were living in Dallas, Texas, again, a long time ago, she worked for a retirement community where she would transport some of the residents. And one day she was helping a resident um, with an appointment, and she was getting them into the car, so she laid her purse on top of the car. This is actually in a pretty high-crime area of Dallas. And she drove off and forgot her purse fell off the car. Well, we both assumed it was gone forever. That night, we were both at home in our apartment, and I heard a knock at the door. So I I went to the door, and I looked through the people, and there was a man standing there, a very rough-looking man, and I could see that he was holding my wife's purse. So I opened the door a little bit, and his purse in the road, and was returning it. And he returned it with everything intact. And of course, we were so grateful, so we gave him some money to say thank you to him. But oh, that was so refreshing to have someone actually be honest, incredibly honest, when they had no reason to be. Proverbs 20, 20, or 24, verse 26 says, an honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Now, I know, that seems a little weird to us, that kiss of friendship thing. That's just a cultural thing. It's how they greeted someone. You would greet someone warmly, you know, very affectionate greeting. Maybe like we would warmly greet someone with a handshake or a hug if COVID wasn't going on. But when COVID's over, we'll maybe do that again. But so just to kind of translate this for you the way we would say, that we say, you know, if someone is honest with us, that is so refreshing. Someone we can rely on. Someone who we can count to get the job done. Someone who won't give a half-hearted effort. effort. Someone who won't let things slide. Someone, if they commit to, someone, commit to something, they have it done on time and they're well prepared. Those all speak to our integrity just as much as honesty does. But, you know, honesty is so important. Um, I heard a story about... Um, Boeing and Douglas, many, many years ago, were competing for business to sell a DC-8 jet to Eastern Airlines. At the time, a man by the name of Eddie Rickenbacker was the president of Eastern Airlines, and he'd received bids from both Boeing and Douglas. And so he called up Donald Douglas, and he said to him, he said, hey, you're real close on the bid, there's just one thing and the the jets are just too loud. I need you to reduce the noise on them. So Douglas went back to his engineers, and they talked, and they went over the specifications again. And Douglas came back to Eddie Rickenbacker, and he said, we can't do it. We don't think we can. We can't, at least right now, get these jets to be any quieter than they are. And here's what Eddie Rickenbacker said to him. You know what? 
I knew you couldn't do that, and Boeing can't deliver that on that either. But because you're honest, you've got my business. Now go silence those jets. Ah, integrity matters. It matters to God, and it matters to others. But, don't forget this, your integrity matters to you too. And Proverbs is so clear on that. Let me give you three benefits that Proverbs tells us that our integrity will have to us. And the first one is this. It brings you security. Check it out. Proverbs 10.9 People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. You've probably heard liars have to have good memories, right? You're always looking over your shoulder. The truth will set you free. Talk to someone who's a person of integrity, who makes the right decision that costs them in the short term, but it leads to integrity, and they'll tell you whatever it cost me in the short term was nothing compared to being able to live with a clear conscience. Here's another benefit to integrity according to Proverbs. It brings you wealth. Say, what? Yeah, look at this. Choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. So, really what this is saying is, Proverbs talking about, it's talking about a different kind of wealth. This is a far better wealth. In fact, it's fascinating to do this. Um, we're reading um, through the book of Proverbs every day right now in the Ridge Reading Challenge. One thing you can do while you're reading through Proverbs, just look at how Proverbs defines wealth. You'll be fascinated by what it says. I mean, what price tag can you put on a good name? What value can you place on being a person of character? What is it worth to be able to go to bed at night Lie your head down on your pillow and say, you know what, today before God and in my heart, even though maybe people don't like it or agree with me, I did what I thought was right. And check this out. Another benefit, Proverbs tells you that living a life of integrity um, will benefit your kids. It's what it brings your kids Proverbs 20, verse 7, the godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. Now, this isn't telling us that if you do the right thing and you're a person of integrity, it guarantees your kids will turn out the way you want them to and take the right path. I wish it said that. It doesn't say that. But what it does say is that your kids are blessed if you are a person of integrity if they have a godly example, if they have a mom and a dad whom they can trust, who they can always count on. A grandpa was in a home improvement store with his little granddaughter. And as they were walking along, she picked up a piece of scrap wood that was on a shelf and was carrying it around. And finally, her grandpa noticed that she was carrying it. And he said, sweetheart, where would you get that piece of wood? Did Someone here who works here at the store give it to you? And she said, no. Did you pay for it? And she said, no. So, well, we're going to have to put it back then. That doesn't belong to us. And it was only a scrap piece of wood. But he taught his little granddaughter a lesson that day that she would never forget. And that is how much your integrity 
matter. She was blessed to have a grandpa like that. So, how do you become a person of integrity? In other words, how do you do right? If that's your desire, let me give you four steps to doing that. And the first one is this. Write the past. What we mean by that is, if you got to go back in the past, you got to own some things, you got to say, I was wrong. you got to say, look, what I did was the wrong thing to do. you got to confess. you got to go meet someone and talk to them face to face. Do it. There's so much freedom in being able to leave that behind you. You'll be glad you did. You can live with a clear conscience. So first of all, write the past. Then next, determine what is right. This is so important. You know, we live in a culture today that basically says, hey, do whatever you want. You know, as long as it's right in your own eyes, that's okay. But if you're a follower of Jesus, the Bible is our standard because it's God's Word to us. The Bible is our standard. It's absolute truth to us for what is right and wrong. And so, as followers of Jesus, we value what God values. John Maxwell is a uh, pastor, author, um, and written book after book on the topic of leadership. Check out what he says in one of his books on leadership. He says, integrity is not what is not what we do so much as who we are. And who we are, in turn, determines what we do. Our system of values is so much a part of us that we cannot separate it from ourselves. It becomes the navigating system that guides us. It establishes priorities in our lives and judges what we will accept and reject. you got to determine first what is right. And then next... Live what is right. Now, the, this, is a, this is decision by decision. This is something we do daily, where we just have to make decisions that are right. There are no shortcuts to this at all. Now, what happens if you're in a situation where you say, I don't know what to do. I don't, I, I, I'm overwhelmed. I, there's just so much in front of me. I'm not sure what the right thing to do is. Well, that leads to the fourth step, and we can always do this, and it's this. Do the next right thing. There's always something that we can do next that we know is right. So I want to leave you with a bottom line this morning, and it's this. It's always right to do right. It's always right to do right. I'd like to pray. God, how I thank You so much for the book of Proverbs. And I thank You for how it guides us in life. How it can put us on the path that will lead us in the direction that You want us to go and ultimately where we should go. And my prayer is that each one of us this morning would just take this value of integrity and we would make it our own. My prayer is that each one of us would just choose to do the right thing in all of our decisions. God, thank You again for just guiding us and giving us such incredible wisdom in a book like Proverbs. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.